welcome back to the I'm Moving to Italy podcast. This is Nathan Heinrich, and I would like to welcome you back to Season 2, Episode 4. So I don't know about you, but I have been watching the Olympics. I have to tell you, it is a very different experience watching the Olympics from this new country. And I have been thoroughly enjoying it. Now, while I am not a very big sports fan and why I never really spent a whole lot of time watching sports, even though we would go to my grandparents' house and there would be usually a baseball game on. Of course, we would always watch the World Series or the Super Bowl, but I personally have never been a big fan of watching sports on TV. However, for whatever reason, I've always been a big fan of the Olympics. I think I like that there's so many different categories, whether it's the Winter Olympics or the Summer Olympics, I like both of them. I like how many different countries are involved. I just think it's such a an event. And the fact that it only happens every four years, well, I guess it happens every two years, doesn't it? So the Summer Olympics happen every every four years and the winter Olympics happen every four years, but they stagger those years. So there's two years, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe there's two years in between each Olympics. Of course, the Olympics that are happening right now in Tokyo, they're technically called the 2020 Olympics because they were supposed to happen last year. Of course, they were canceled, so they're having them this year. But watching them in Italy is a very different experience. First of all, I've been able to practice my Italian by watching, I haven't been watching a lot of Italian TV lately. I've been focusing on other things, but having the Olympics on right now in the background at all, you know, all throughout the day, or just sitting down in the living room for a while and, and taking a break from whatever I was doing and, and just watching whether it's the horse jumping or whether it's sailboating or the high jump or swimming or running or pole vaulting. I mean, there's so many different things. And so it's really almost impossible to be bored watching the Olympics. But I have to tell you, it's even more difficult to be bored watching the Olympics here in Italy. And so I'm going to share a few differences that I've noticed coming from the United States. Now, of course, Italy is a much smaller country. So there are usually fewer athletes competing in the Olympics from this country. And what I've noticed in the United States is people really only get excited about gold medals. And excited in the United States is a relative term compared to Italy, because not to say that it's not a very exciting thing for an American to win a gold medal, but it is absolutely a different story when an Italian wins a gold medal because of the reaction that they have. The way the Italians act when they win a bronze medal is oftentimes the way an American would, would act if they win maybe a gold medal plus setting a new world record. I mean, the enthusiasm that the Italian athletes have, whether they win a gold, silver, or a bronze medal, they're just ecstatic. But just today, I watched two different sporting events. One was the men's high jump and the other one was the men's 100 meter dash. And the Italians won gold in both of those categories. In the high jump, Italy actually tied with the country of Qatar for gold. But the absolute 
<laughs> crazy amount of enthusiasm that comes out of the Italian athletes is just incredible. So the Italian who won the high jump actually kind of has an interesting story. I believe if I'm if I've got this correct from from watching TV and from from following the story and hearing this kind of repeated a few times because they're they're kind of playing it now on a loop because they're they're just they're they're just so ecstatic here about the fact that this that this has been a win for Italy and especially a gold medal win. So this particular athlete, Gianmarco Tamberi, Gianmarco Tamberi, his foot was broken last year so he would not have been able to go to the olympics if they had actually had them last year but because the olympics were pushed back one year his foot was able to heal and he was able to go to the olympics and win a gold medal so when he won the gold medal i mean it was i was laughing and i actually started feeling emotional because he was he was crying he was laughing he was screaming jumping like the the enthusiasm the level of enthusiasm is just so excited he didn't he didn't care even the slightest bit that he was sharing the gold medal with his with his fellow olympian from qatar and it was just it was just amazing. I'm going to include, I've been taking lots of video of my TV, so the, the quality is not great. The sound and the quality is probably not great, but at least I captured it because I don't think you're going to see this. You're certainly not going to see this, you know, from the Italian's perspective if you're not living in Italy. But not only is it fun to watch, but it's also fun to listen to the Italian commentators there's a lot of mamma mia, mamma mia. <laughs> the the people that are that are narrating the sportscasters that are commentating and narrating and 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 sharing and reporting on this in the field and in the studio are just hilarious to listen to because they are they are just as enthusiastic as the athletes themselves. It, it's just absolutely it's just been absolutely entertaining. And then the other one who just won gold today was Marcel Lamont Jacobs, and he just won the hundred meter dash. But it was interesting because he was he was first place, and then the United States came in second. And I think uh, Canada came in third. And so it's kind of amazing to be in a country where you're watching this new country that you're in, that you're about ready to become a citizen of, compete against the country where you were born. And they both win the first and second place. And it's like, who are you? I kind of have been going back and forth. Like, who am I rooting for? And I have to say, I'm kind of rooting for Italy because I'm here. And... As much as I love it when when I see the United States win, the United States, you know, has is currently in second place right now with with uh, for gold. They have the most number of total medals won, right behind China though for the gold. Italy is in second place for the total number of bronze, and overall they are in ninth place. They just moved from sixteenth place this morning this afternoon up to ninth place. So now they are in ninth place. So it 
it currently stands that China is in first place with 23 gold medals. The United States is in second place with 20 gold medals. Then it goes to Japan, 17 gold medals. Australia, 14 gold medals. And the athletes competing on behalf of Russia have 12 gold medals. A side note about Russia that I just realized was because Russia got caught doing some doping and I guess a state-operated, state-funded, state-sanctioned, <laughs> they were using drugs you know, illegally to enhance their athletes' performance. So they got banned uh, as, as competing at as Russia in the games. The, they decided to allow the athletes to compete, but they're not necessarily representing Russia. They're they're representing the, the I don't know, it's some, some complicated thing where they're representing the committee for athletes who are from Russia. It's this interesting thing. Anyway, so Russia is in 12th place, excuse me, Russia is in 5th place with 12 gold medals. Then you've got Great Britain in 6th place with 10 gold medals. Then France is in 5th place with 5 gold medals, then tied with South Korea for 5. And then Italy has 4 gold medals as of today. They just went from 2 to 4. So they're in ninth place. And then right behind Italy is the Netherlands at number 10 with also four gold medals, but they have far fewer bronze, fewer silver. So anyway, Italy is Italy is just doing great. I'm so proud of Italy. And there's a quote by an American novelist by the name of Erica Young. And I'm not sure if her last name is pronounced Yang or Jong. It's Erica, and then her last name is spelled J-O-N-G. So it's it looks like Jong. Anyway, Erica Jong is an American novelist who has a quote that I really love, and I feel like really sums up the Italian people. And actually, I liked this quote so much, I put it on my website. You can find it on the homepage of my website at imovingtoitaly.com. But the quote is, What do we find in Italy that can be found nowhere else? I believe it is a certain permission to be human, which other places, other countries, lost long ago. Now, I have to say, I really do find this to be quite true. There is a lot of kind of restrained approach to life in many places in the world, places like, you know, you'll certainly find that in places like Great Britain and in Germany and, the you know, certainly the United States as well. You, you get a certain politeness, proper way of being, you know, not showing too many, you know, too many different emotions, holding back and sort of stifling almost your humanity. There's so much also of in this in our culture these days that is saying, well, you know, that's just because you have an urge to be that way as a human, you know, you should really stifle that and you should really hide that and and not be be yourself fully the way you would naturally be. And I've noticed that in Italy, they allow themselves a bit more freedom to just be their unrestrained self. And I really love that. And I think that because so many places around the world are are so restrained and, and have these very polite ways of being. I'm not saying that the Italians are rude. I'm just saying that the Italians sort of allow themselves to just be whatever it is that they feel like being in the moment. And they're very passionate people. 
And their sort of their culture sort of encourages that. And I just I find it to be refreshing. I find it to be natural, and I find it to be very delightful to watch. And it's really delightful to watch on TV to watch an Italian athlete celebrate winning a gold medal is just a treat. It's just a treat all around. It's a treat to listen to the commentators talk about it. It's a treat to watch it. It's a treat to listen. It's a treat to feel like it's happening, especially when you're watching it live. It's just really, really something else. So I'm proud of Italy, proud of the United States, and proud of all the countries that are competing. And I also, one of the things that I find really interesting that's different this time watching the Olympics is I see so many of these countries competing in the Olympics who happen to be countries where we have listeners to this podcast. And I know that's such a small thing, but I notice and I think about each of you who have reached out to me from those different countries. I see people from France and people from the Netherlands and Sweden and Great Britain and Australia and Japan and all these different countries where we have listeners. And it just makes me, it makes me sort of care just that much more about watching these athletes compete because I know that we have listeners from that. And it just sort of makes it feel like it's kind of a big family where we're all, yes, we are competing, but at the same time, we're all sharing in this experience. And it's just, that might sound a bit sappy, might sound a bit, uh, you know, a bit corny, but I have to say this experience of watching the Olympics from Italy is one of those kind of unexpected, pleasant surprises that you will, those of you who are preparing to move to Italy, there are, there are a combination of surprises that are not always pleasant and that are kind of difficult to deal with. And then there's also an even greater number of pleasant surprises that are pleasant and, and things that you never even considered or never even thought about. And I, I enjoyed watching the Italians and the English team play just recently in in the European Cup Championships, but that was nothing compared to what this is like. So if you have the experience in the future of watching the Olympics from Italy, whether it's the Winter Olympics or the Summer Olympics, I mean, the Olympics are happening right now in Tokyo, which is about seven hours ahead of us. And, you know, the United States, California is is nine hours behind us here in Italy. So we're a little closer to the games than than the United States. If I've got my time, my times correct, I might I might be a little off on that, but it's been fun. I've really enjoyed it. So congratulations to Italy for being in ninth place overall. And I'm I'm continuing to watch and and I'm I will continue to share with you all what that's been like. So anyway, so since we got back from our trip down the Adriatic, we have been doing a number of different things. One of the things that we've been doing is looking for property here in the northern part of Italy, here in the Prosecco Valley. In fact, we just went out this past week and looked at some places and one of the places we looked at I really love and and I don't know what's going to happen with that but we're kind of still trying to figure out what are we going to do what what kind of a place are we going to end up with here in the north is it going to be a kind of a small place that we aren't that we don't spend much time in or are we going to maybe get a place up here that we spend more time we're kind of recalibrating trying to figure out what what's our next move I happen to really love it up here and I'm I'm coming to love it more and more all the time 
but you know, there's two of us. And so we have to kind of make that decision together. There's definitely, I'm, I'm finding that there's just so much more rain up here in the north during the summer than I ever remembered happening. I think this is a particularly wet year, but there have just been almost weekly rain rainstorms and thunder sh- showers, and there was another hailstorm here this week. I can't imagine that's very good for the grapes that are ripening on the vine right now. Um, hail is is can be very damaging to any crop that is trying to be, you know, that's ripening while the hail is coming down. I remember a, a really crazy hailstorm that happened in California one year when I was little and the almond trees were really damaged. The fruit was really damaged by that at a very critical age. And so that had a big impact on the crop that year. But it's been it's been interesting to, to realize how wet and how green the northern part of Italy is, especially in contrast to the kind of the hotter, drier south. Although, like I said, there were storms happening in the south too. Just seems like maybe Italy is getting a little more rain this year in general. I wish we could send a little some a little bit of this excess rain over the oceans to California. That's of course dry and hot this time of year, but that's the way it goes. One thing I've been working on, a little tiny project that I've had here, because I don't really have my own yard yet, this is a place that we're renting, and so it's it's not really a place that I can do a lot of work, and, and the yard is maintained, so I don't really have anything to, to work on. I do have my plants that I've got, got in containers. Alessandro's aunt has a, a beautiful old azalea plant that belonged to Alessandro's grandfather. And he was a very avid gardener, and most of the gardening he did was actually on his balcony. He had a garden, but he mainly lived in a city, you know, in, in Naples. He lived in a place where he had a big terrace, and his terrace was filled, like many Italians, with plants. And so he was very meticulous and cared for all kinds of different crops on right on his terrace, you know, from his building. He had everything from grapes and flowers and and vegetables and all kinds of things. So he has passed away in the past, you know, I believe he passed away about four years ago. And so he left behind some of his plants. And one of the plants that was a particular favorite of his was an azalea plant, a really beautiful kind of rare pink azalea. And it was in a pot that was on their balcony here. And Azaleas really love acid soil and they they need a, a certain amount of care and it was certainly beautiful but but nobody has been really caring for it other than than Nona has been watering it and she's not really much of a, a gardener and she doesn't really know all the all the little secrets that that her husband used you know to keep the plants looking so good so this azalea plant started the leaves started turning yellow and, and kind of chlorotic because it was low on iron and it just started suffering. It stopped blooming. And so it was kind of sitting there on the balcony, just just in decline. And so Alessandro's aunt asked me if, if I you know knew anything that I could do with it. And of course, you know, spending so much time with plants and, and studying plants in school and working in the nursery industry for so many years, I could 
tell immediately that the plant needed a few different things. And so I said, why don't I just bring it home with me to our house here? I'll put it on our patio. I'll give it some fertilizer. I'll give it some iron. I'll, I'll take care of it and, and see if I can nurse it back to health. So I did that about, I brought it here about three months ago. It was just yellow and, and, and just very unhappy looking. I'll include some, some pictures of it in the in the video for the, from this week. So anyway, after caring for it and fertilizing it and and doing some of the things that it needed, that plant has has totally turned around. The the new growth that it's pushing out is bright green with the iron that I've given it over a couple different courses of of iron treatments have really deepened up the green of the leaves and it's just so happy and healthy again. And in fact, I, I've taken some cuttings from the plant and I am propagating them. That was one of the things I did for many years was worked as a plant propagator, which is when you take seeds or cuttings of plants and you, you create new plants from those, either through graftings or cuttings or seeds. And, and so there's, there's techniques I learned over the years of working in a nursery, being a propagation manager that I'm trying here, just in the kitchen here. And so because um, Alessandra's mother would like to have, you know, the, there's only one plant, but it was a favorite plant of Alessandro's grandfather's. And so some of the other family members, you know, would like to have one too. So I'm trying to clone that plant and make an exact replica from some of the leaves, some of the cuttings and the stems to create a clone of that same azalea plant for Alessandro's mother. So I've got that going. And I did notice in the past week when we got back from our trip that while we were gone, there was kind of an invasion of some aphids that had kind of taken over the plant because sometimes when a plant is not very healthy, things like aphids are not going to be really drawn to that plant because it's it's not a very appetizing plant. It's There's not a lot of nutrients that you can suck out of it. But now that it's so so vibrant and healthy again, it you know the aphids moved in and said, oh, this is a delicious meal. Let's set up our camp here. And um, and so they were kind of starting to damage the plant again. So one of the things that we did yesterday was we went to the local nursery here in Coniano, and I knew exactly what type of thing we needed, but there are different insecticides that they have here. In fact, there are much stricter rules for insecticides and chemicals than there are in the United States, which I love the fact that there are stricter rules here because that means that there's fewer toxins and fewer things, you know, that are contaminating the water supplies. And, and I think it's great that that we have some of those restrictions. But so I went in with Alessandro, we had pictures of the plant and we went in and found a woman who was very, very helpful at the garden center here. And she was able to direct us to the correct thing. And also something for my citrus trees that have been attacked by some mealybugs. So I had to deal with two different outbreaks of things that just happened while we were gone. And I think we got that under control now. So I will also share in the Instagram video for this week, a little trip to the nurse, the local nursery here. And so anyway, so that was, that was great. So I'm, I'm excited to hopefully have this azalea. It probably won't bloom this year, but I'm excited for next spring to have this azalea 
be in full bloom again, just like it used to be. And, and so hopefully some of these new babies that I'm trying to grow will successfully root and be some new plants that we can share with the family and maybe even keep one or two for ourselves. Well, today's going to be a kind of a shorter episode. I Some of the last episodes have been longer because we've been covering some pretty intense topics, but I don't want every episode to be an hour long. So we're going to kind of have this be a shorter episode. It's going to be just a little over half an hour this week, which is, I think, a great length for these episodes to be. So be sure and check out the Instagram video, like I said, for this week, because we're going to have some great f- footage of the Italian athletes competing and celebrating and winning here, and and um, it's going to be great. Okay, so that brings us to our Italian proverb for the week. And this week, it kind of in honor of the Olympics, the Italian proverb is one that's kind of, I felt like was kind of fitting. And that proverb is, Si credi in te stesso, tutto è possibile. And that means, if you believe in yourself, anything is possible. Once again, congratulations to all the Italian athletes. I am so proud of all of you. And I wanted to also share the kind of newer segment of the Don't You Love It Win segment. So the Don't You Love It Win for this week is, don't you love it when you try a new recipe and it turns out amazing and it becomes one of your new favorite recipes and you sort of get to add it to your arsenal of of favorite recipes. And this week I experimented with a new salad and it's actually kind of a Greek salad. Alessandro brought some Italian version of feta cheese. I believe it was sheep cheese. And so it was this wonderful block of this crumbly white, basically like feta. I don't, I can't remember off the top of my head. I'll have to, I'll have to let you guys know the name of the cheese. I, I wish I had the name sitting right in front of me, but I can't get up right now and go grab the cheese. But anyway, I mixed the cheese with some cucumbers and some fresh tomatoes and some onions and some of our fresh olive oil that we just got from down in Puglia and a little bit of apple cider vinegar and salt and pepper and some some oregano and some garlic and I mixed that all together and oh man what a delicious kind of Greek Italian salad it is just so good I've made it three times this week and it's so delicious I had to go buy some more of that that feta cheese and I've frozen some of it and some of it's in the refrigerator so anyway That is like one of my new favorite things. I'll have to share that recipe with you guys in the future. The exact, I guess I kind of just did share it with you. But anyway, so don't you love it when a new recipe that you have turns out to be amazing? I certainly do. Uh, If there's a new recipe that you guys have tried recently that you love that's turned out amazing, please feel free to send it to me. I love trying new recipes and and I love hearing from you guys. So please let me know if there's something you've tried recently that's turned out even better than you expected. So that brings us to our surrounding sounds for this week. And this week we have, of course, the sound of the Italian Olympic winds and listen for them saying oro, oro, because oro in Italian means gold. So oro, oro, and all the mamma mia's and all the enthusiasm. There's a lot of that happening. I also have the sound of our 
trip to the nursery here so you can hear us talking to the woman and, and getting the things that we need to keep the plants healthy from the nursery. And then also we went to, we haven't for a while, it's been quite a while since we visited the, the Friday market here in downtown Coniano. And we went, I needed to get some fresh butter. There was a recipe that I needed that required some really good, like grass-fed butter. And, and there's, there's a particular person that has a really wonderful like cheese and meat stand. And they also sell butter and they sell this really good butter that's made from cows that are up in the mountains that are grazing on grass up in the mountains. So we went and got some really good butter. So there's the sound of us buying butter from the woman who is such a nice lady at the Friday market. And I also have some clip video clips of her as we're buying that butter. So the final sound we have is the sound of the cicada insects that are out in force this summer, singing their chirping, humming sound that they make. And that sound when you're outside during the day is just intense. And it's a sound that I didn't grow up with in California, but I definitely, we definitely had cicadas in New York. They would be you know, much louder some years than others, but they are really loud this year. It'll be interesting to see whether it's an annual sound that you get here in Italy or whether it's a sound. Some varieties of cicadas only come out every 10 or seven, even sometimes even 17 years. So I'm not sure if the cicadas are something that you get here every year or if it's something that only happens occasionally and this just happens to be the year for them. I don't know but I walked past a park and they were just singing away. And so I recorded the sound of the cicadas. So enjoy those sounds and I will be back afterwards to say goodbye. Gianmarco Tamberi, eccola qua, eccola qua, eccola, 
tecnologia Road to Tokyo <ride> sei in assoluto e sembra stia recitando un copione allarga le braccia quasi predestinato dopo quell'appuntamento mancato di 5 anni fa Gianmarco Tamberi eccola qua eccola, eccola qua eccola Road to Tokyo abbiamo <ride> vinto Olimpiadi dopo aver passato un infortunio terribile non ci posso credere sono stati anni difficilissimi Finalmente posso dire che ne è valso la pena. E non ti sei mai perso d'anima, hai sempre ricominciato. Motaz, ah, it's your, it's oh, your no, turn. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> it's an amazing thing. One gold medal, two gold medal to oh, share. Two is better than one, you know? Ah, ok. So, due è meglio di una, giustamente, yeah. dice Motaz. Sì, una cosa, sinceramente, non c'era una persona in quella pedana con cui avrei condiviso la medaglia se non con qualcuno che ha passato il mio stesso infortunio. Eh. Siamo passati attraverso lo stesso problema e se dovevo condividerla con qualcuno no, era un problema. Sì, ha vissuto le stesse cose, quando hai degli infortuni, magari un giorno fai il salto della vita e poi il giorno dopo non riesci più a saltare, no? Cioè ragazzi, eh, per me è un qualcosa di incredibile. Quindi le posso dare questo e questo. E quando non è cociniglia ma solo acide può usare questo puro. Ok. Questa è una soluzione praticamente che forma una specie di pellicola sulla pianta che fa aspissare l'insetto. Ah, okay. Funziona sugli insetti però come la cociniglia che non sono mobili, sono molto fissi. Sì. Sugli insetti mobili bisogna usare un insetticida di questo genere. E in questo periodo della stagione è meglio comunque fare la soluzione olio bianco e insetticida per uccidere meglio la cucina. Ok, quindi queste due. Ok, quindi... sì, dopo per consumare i frutti ci vorrà un 15 giorni di attesa però. Sì, sì, no, quella ancora... Okay. Non è un problema. Sì, sì. E consumate, ok, perché se hanno un insetto sono un po' stressate, cioè certo. da più da mangiare. Mm. 13,90. Sì, questo quindi lo spruzziamo sulle foglie e via. Esatto. 30, 40, 50, bagnandole bene, ok? 13, 90, 14, 15, 30, 30, 40, 50, noi. Vi do un pochettino di carta? Eh, no, no. A voi, buona eh, serata, arrivederci. Buona serata. Muro? Sì. Fatto... Poi questo ho fatto a mano e questo più nuovo più diciamo uh, denso um, questa è delle prealpi giusto? Eh? zona prealpina è fatta in una zona prealpina giusto? 9,90 no no dicevo è fatto nella zona delle prealpi giusto? 2 2 2 ne prendo due grazie grazie a voi qua sono i 40 si sì. stanno in borsa Grazie. Grazie. Buona giornata a voi. Buona giornata. Si può andare bene con lei. Grazie.
hope you enjoyed those sounds from Italy this week. And I am so glad that you have come back once again and joined us for this fourth episode of season two. If you happen to be listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Apple allows you to leave a review. I believe I believe you can also leave a review on Amazon as well. If the app that you are listening to this podcast on allows you to leave a five-star review and a few words about how this podcast is enjoyable for you and, and something that you would like to share with others, I would be so grateful for you to share your review. It helps the podcast grow so much more than you can imagine. Currently, we have about 38 reviews, and they are all five-star reviews, and that just pushes this podcast into the visibility of so many more people. So if you happen to just have a moment to share your review of the podcast, I would be more than grateful. I am doing my best to keep this podcast high value for you, and I don't want to have advertisers on here. So it's the one thing that you can do to involve yourself directly. Besides reaching out to me and and sharing your thoughts with me personally, which I love, you can share your thoughts kind of publicly. And by doing that, you help other people find us and you help promote the podcast. It has such an impact, such a greater impact than you could probably even imagine. So thanks to those of you who've already done that. And thank you to those of you who are in the process of leaving a review. I am I'm forever in your debt for that. I am always so grateful for this time that we get to share together. And I hope that wherever you are listening to the sound of my voice this week, that you are healthy and well. And until next week, take care. God bless. Ciao, ciao, ciao.